Welcome back guys. We have a really cool episode for you today. Uh, you will hear Jared coaching Leon on finding the why in his mission and vision for his business. I hope this episode helps you to dive deep to find your why as it will ultimately help you in the hiring process and help you to lead your team successfully. So listen up. Are you a physical therapist who wants to pay off your student loans, gain financial independence, and have true autonomy in your work and your life? The best way to do that is to open your own practice. But how? What are the steps that practically guarantee your success? Well, that's what you're about to learn. The Performance Doc Academy podcast is your audio blueprint to opening your very own physical therapy practice. So let's go. So it's this idea of starting with why. You know, I'm a huge Simon Sinek fan. And Simon Sinek, well, not a huge fan. I'm, I'm a decent-sized Simon Sinek fan. And Simon Sinek is all about starting with why, right? Start with the why you're doing something. And then you can move out from why into the what and the how. And I think that the why, and this now goes for heart therapist, head therapist, doesn't matter. The why of a clinic has to be something more than making money. It's like, and it's not, so when I say the why, I mean your why. As a business owner, why are you doing what you're doing? Why don't you just work for somebody else? Like what, what is so meaningful for you about the performance doc and about the clinic that you have created? And what is your, again, not to use a colloquialism, but what is your vision? What is your mission? Where are you going and why are you going there? And one's ability as a business owner to continually communicate that to your team members, not once, but every single week, we would do it in our weekly huddle. We would read our mission every single staff meeting that we had. And we would have the staff members read the mission out loud. And it was so powerful. And it really made a difference in terms of helping them understand that there was something bigger here than my just doing well financially as a business owner. And I think that organizations that have strong purpose seem to have teams that are purpose-driven teams. And so I was wondering if you can share, besides the financial incentive, which is, which is obvious, what is important to you about the performance doc? And if I, could, if I could just replace the entire thing with just money and just say, well, here's the money, forget about the business, you wouldn't take it because there's something for you that's meaningful about the business beyond the money. So, so what is that piece for you? I think uh, the true piece of why we have the performance stock, um, just like you said, take money away, the, the financial freedom, the ability to provide for the family. I think what we strive to do, and Carrie can correct me if I'm wrong, strive to do and love to do is really impact people beyond, impact people's lives that are saddled with injury, disability, and oftentimes um, dependability, right? Like on others when it comes to their function and well-being, right? And so we are always looking uh, to do our best to, and, and I think we get the most um, satisfaction in terms in terms of, uh, well, I do, I, this is a head therapist of solving a case that hasn't been solved in a while, right? Like just like I've been to other therapists or I, I've been to my, my doctor has released me, but I still have the challenges of putting on my shirt because of, after the rotator cuff surgery or 
I still can't play to the level I want because of ACL surgery and I've been discharged. Like being being the means that allow them, being the vehicle that allows them to eventually get to their in de- their destination. We really take value in that, and we think it's a certain level of care, certain level of attention, and a certain level of uh, commitment to a patient's rehabilitation, full rehabilitation uh, that we take pride in over just being a physical therapy practice that just provides PT. But yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, when you brought that up, like, I think we actually like to be different. So if someone's never been to PT before, like, that's not our favorite patient. Like, we like the patients that have been to PT before because, like, we want to be, like, we're different and we would like to be able to show the difference, right? Um, and that we, what, why, but why, why is that important to you? I, I think, um, I've always been driven by being the best, right? And, uh, with the best, you, at least in this particular profession, I believe you'd be able to impact a significant more, significantly more people by being the best. And it may be the best in terms of caring, being the best in terms of like understanding, communicating, but ultimately the results that we are able to get or strive to get will be the best outcomes for that particular patient, which again allows them to achieve a level of fitness, a level of function, and a level of performance that they weren't able to following an injury, a surgery or some form of disability, right? And so that's our that's our mission and that's our focus. And I think I haven't, and now that you mentioned it, I've really relayed that to our team members every day. Not every day, but I mean, that's a little aggressive, but like consistently as to why we strive, why, why we do what we do, why we have certain rules in place, why we have certain standards in place, right? I think having these high standards, I never committed to truly defining them and explaining them to our clinicians. And so it was almost like he's just being picky in particular, but at what cost? We, we do physical therapy like everyone else. Right, why, why the hell? Right, yeah, go I'm ahead. gonna hit you with one more why though. Why are your standards so high? That's a great question, and I think... Because uh, you, you could say, well, why do we do what we do? We do what we do because we have high standards, but the why game, you always get more than one. So why do you have high standards? Well, because I think, uh, unfortunately, the standard for physical therapy, I think, is low. So you have high standards because the standards are low? I'm not. I, I, or I, I think our standards should be the standard. Right? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, like, it's just all semantics, right? I'm not, I think physical therapy has done this, like, there's a certain group of physical therapists and, and, and that are striving to change the narrative and the norms of like ultrasound and just like things that are outdated or just in general that why, why? are people trying to change it? Well, forget about people. Why, why are you trying, trying to change, change it? it? Is because I think we can be better, right? We can do our job better. We can get better outcomes with a certain level of commitment to being, to reaching, trying to strive to reach a certain standard. And that standard is get 80% better, right? Um, minimum. 
and do it consistently. And I think that's a very that that's that's doable. But for whatever reason, it seems to be a high standard for those that want to check in at nine, get off at five, right? Um, coast, don't explore, don't have a passion for getting people better, right? Above the the norm, right? So if they don't if they fit outside, they're an outlier outside of a protocol that they were given, then it's very they, they don't strive to get them better. And I think. Our standards need to be a little higher. Mm. What in your life made this so important to you that the standards became the standards? I, I go back to the fact that I've never been um, I've never been satisfied with just being average. Why? Because I was a, a very very competitive person. I wanted to win. Why? Why? That's Why? a great question. <laughs> I just think, it, and that's one thing I don't think I can explain. I think it was instilled in me. Like, no, no, I think I'm just born with genetic. Like, this is my makeup. Like, you know how people, uh, Jared, say they just got the dog in them? Like, I just always had the dog. Like, it's no why to it. It's just, ask, you got to ask God why. Why Leon has that dog? That's the, so the last why you got to be to God because I've always been a dog. Like, it, I'm going to get it. If you're listening to this, this is this is the uh, this is the why process. There's another name for this four whys. I can't remember what it is, but um, it's the process you need to take yourself through, and uh, <laughs> and it's brutal. So I'm gonna keep going with Leon here, just so you can yeah. see what it <laughs> what it feels like. You can empathize with Leon. Um, so what I'm hearing you say is that the reason that your standards are so high is because you're an incredibly competitive person. And so you, you want to get more than 80% patients better so that you can win. Wow. You put that, it makes it sound like it's just <laughs> a 100% head good. therapist, but like, I, I want, if, yeah, for those, for those of you listening, by the way, that was, that was what's called an amplified reflection because what I was doing was saying back to Leon, what he said like. to me, but I amplified a component of it so that he could hear it and then, and then respond to it. So, and, 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 and this is good. So go ahead. So, so how did you feel when I said that? He felt a little dirty. I felt like. Yeah, didn't he? He's a dirty face up. I felt like that wasn't quite right. (laughs) Right. No, it probably wasn't quite right because that's not very motivating. I do think, um, if I was to break it down, truly break it down, anything that I'm passionate about, I want to give, I truly believe in doing it to the best of my ability, right? And so with that comes a certain competitive nature. And then on top of that, a certain level of commitment to being excellent, right? Just being excellent at it. And so you put that all together. The the byproduct is the patient getting better, right? <laughs> I sound so bad. Uh, okay, like, so wait a minute. It ends up being... So, yeah. No, no, but listen, right. it's important to be honest, right? For, for you... For you, the core of the why has something to do with self-excellence. Yes. And being competitive is nothing more than proof that you're being excellent. Right. Because if you win, right. well, then you were excellent. It's a, it's, it's a, it's an ex, it's a, a component of external feedback. You cannot win if you're not excellent. Right. So the, com- the competitiveness is a component of the 
it, it represents for you the this idea of, of self-excellence. And that there's one thing that I've noticed over the years that we've known each other is that getting a patient better is a marker of your own excellence and that you know that the more people that you can get better, it is feedback for you, concrete feedback, that you are continuing to become more and more excellent as a clinician. And so then the question then becomes, why is being excellent? Is really, the, I think the better term would be self-excellence. Why is self-excellence the core value that drives you? Well, first of all, is self-excellence the core value that drives you? Because it's not selfish in a sense, because it has good outcomes for everyone, right? So why is self-excellence the core value that drives you? And, why, and, and if you know, if there, is, if there is some origin of this, what is it? Self-excellence is the core driver. You're asking, is the core driver? I would say self-excellence is the core driver, but it's in everything that I do that I'm passionate about, right? And so I, I have a self-excellence um, thought process and approach to my practice now. It's not just me as a clinician. I want to have the best practice in the Charlotte metro area, right? And so... As, as an extension of you. Right, but anything that I do and commit to, right, and, and I'm passionate about, um, yeah. I'm all in. I, don't, I just don't do anything half But it's interesting, you know? right, because, like, when he worked for other people, not, not in PT, but, like he's saying, it definitely does correlate with his passions because if there's something that he's doing that he's not passionate about, he cares very little about what the outcome is or like if it makes him look good or you know what I mean um so there is a correlation between him yeah. being passionate about what he's doing and the excellence yeah because Jared, Jared when I worked in fast when yeah. I worked in fast oh, food sure. I wasn't passionate about how hot I kept the fries they were, I gave cold fries to people sometimes right like it didn't matter like that, that, that was, like, yeah, I wasn't worried about <laughs> you're the fucking yeah. guy that was handing like, out I the cold fries I, I didn't always have hot fries and I, and then I didn't lose sleep at night Right? Like I, was, I wasn't worried about that But even that like stuff. in school, like he didn't care about getting the best grade. I did not because my, my thought process was bigger. Like I always, I, I'm always, I do believe I have a certain level of like vision and almost like I think of bigger projects and ideas and I want to pursue them and be successful in them. So uh, it's almost like setting out a goal and achieving it. The competitive component allows me to fight to the end to be able to achieve it, right? And I don't want to just... And, and the, the, the size of the goal requires a certain level of excellence, right? Because those... If the goal was, you know, standard or kind of average, then it wouldn't excite me, obviously, because I've had jobs already in which they were regular nine to five jobs but I did average I was running the mill um, the first one to get fired or laid off because of the fact that I didn't provide any value or demonstrate anything greater in terms of excellence in that role mm -hmm. D does does it matter whether the excellence is tied to positive outcomes for other people 
in the profession that I'm in, yes. There's no other way, right? There's no other yes. way right? okay, so in it, that instance. I can't be pot, right? Right. Everybody is, it, it's this concept that everybody yes. wins. The, the, more, the more excellent you are, right? The more you can elevate yourself, the more everybody wins. Correct. Okay. Is there something in your life that you feel made you feel like you needed to be excellent? Yes. So that, what is I've it? Always, I've, I've, we've had this conversation. I always feel like that guy that thought he could have made it in the NBA, but he never did. <laughs> like, basketball was my biggest you know, driver, right? Like, you're getting to the root of it. Guys yep. um, that are listening, I was 5'8". I was 5'7 in high school. Didn't grow to 5'9 until I got to college. But um, I always had this massive chip on the shoulder, right? You hear these stories and I truly believe I like you got to truly believe I have this massive chip, but ultimately uh, I think I I really believe that I failed, right? Regardless of how competitive, how hard I worked, I never was able to be deemed as excellent. I was good, I had a reputation and stuff, but the goals that I had in order to truly say that I was excellent um, were not met with playing college or like to, to, to reach a certain status or level in regards to playing basketball. So that fuel was shifted towards my profession. And it wasn't until I found the love for fitness and just, you know, health that I was like, I can take this vehicle and really use it to make this a new passion and goal in which I can be successful in. And in order to be successful in the health and fitness world, or I'm just say healthcare world was one, to be a good clinician, you know, healthcare provider. At that time, I didn't know what it was. And then the second, the other piece was to, to be a, a owner. Right, a practice owner to say, okay, I've made it to the highest, the the, the the highest mountain, the mountaintop, right? Not only am I a good clinician or healthcare provider, I have a own, my own practice, which is very successful, second to none, right? And then the third piece is, how many people have I mentored that are able to carry on? what I've built starting as a clinician, then a practice, and then also as a way of treating, right? And so that influence, like the last component of it is the influence. If you ask the why, is why am I still striving to teach those through the Performance Doc Academy? It's the influence, right? It's like, uh, now it's, it's another step. Um, the influence of, okay, how do you do this? How do you create a brand? How do you create a practice, successful, a successful practice? So um, you're doing a great job, Jerry, bringing out all the whys, but that, that is the root of it all. Like I failed in one particular part of my life in which I feel I failed. And I was going to, I told you, I may have not told you this, but I'm going to go down in the Hall of Fame for physical therapy, right? Like I'm a, I, it doesn't Do matter. Do we have I'm a Hall of Fame? First ballot Hall of Famer because I'm gonna have a resume <laughs> and influence and a, a, a legacy. That's what. That's my mindset. Nice. Nice. So, I I, th I think that 
the the reason I I wanted to go down this rabbit hole with you is so that the clinicians and the business owners that are listening to this understand very deeply, as deeply as I could possibly get to, that superficial mm. motivators that you communicate in your own mind and to your team will come across as being lip service if you haven't gone deeply enough to understand what really drives you as a human being. And that you could say, well, we're doing it for the patients, we're doing it because we want to make people better, this, that, and the other. And, and that's great if it's true. But, for example, if I were to be a fly on the wall in your, in your first huddle with a team member, what I'd like to hear in that conversation is the story about how you had an experience as a, a young athlete and a, and a basketball player and the feeling of, of not being excellent and letting your team down and what that meant for you as a human and for the other people around you. And that you flipped a switch in your mind where you said, no, 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 I can't accept anything less than excellence for myself. And I can't accept anything less than excellence for anything that I do in life. And that's what, I, that is the culture of the performance doc. I hear that I either vibe with it or I don't. And if I vibe with it, I'm in for the long haul. And if I don't vibe with it, I quit next week. And, and that's a blessing for you because you'd rather me quit next week than three months from now when I have a full fucking caseload. So putting yourself out there on the table as early as possible and as strongly as possible by getting as deep as you possibly can beyond any superficial reason why you do what you do as a business owner and communicating that to your team so that you attract other clinicians who believe what you believe, who believe that there is nothing acceptable less than being excellent. Because I believe that. And I'm, I've been criticized for believing that because I want everybody around me to be nothing less than excellent, which unfortunately creates very high expectations. I want my students to be nothing less than excellent. I'm learning as I'm getting older, you pick and choose who you <laughs> include in your vision and mission about excellence. But nonetheless, I still feel the same way. Anything worth doing is worth doing excellently, right. <laughs> mm -hmm. to use a Bill, Bill and Ted term, right? Is, is there's just no point in doing anything unless you intend on doing it the best. If, it, if you're not number one, then what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like you're, you're, number, you're, you're number eight? Like what are you, number eight, nine? Like what, what is the point of living anymore if, if your goal isn't to achieve some version of perfection in your own mind, whatever that is, knowing full well you will never achieve it, yet it is the pursuit of this that allows you to grow as a human being? Okay, fine. It's good enough for me to believe that and to feel that if I'm the only person in the business. But once I start hiring people, let's say I make the mistake of hiring someone that doesn't believe that. Will they ever meet my expectations? No. And that's where the, 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 the dynamics, the team dynamics break down, is that everybody on your team must must, as a requirement, have the same core belief that you do, 
the same why about what it, whatever it is that they're doing. You're hiring a guy that wants to work with baseball. Do you feel as though being the most excellent baseball physical therapist on the planet is something that's important to you? Oh, yes. I accept nothing less. I want to be the best baseball physical therapist on the planet, and I will do anything that it takes in order to get there. That is the human being that you want on your team. And if you find yourself in a position where you don't know what your why is, you have not gone through that process of getting deeply enough into it, and you are hiring people with a superficial mission and a superficial vision about where who you are, which is your, your essentially like your mission statement, and where you're going, which is your, your vision statement, then unfortunately, you will get people that do not have the same core values as you. And you will have a mismatch between the expectations that you have and the direction that you want to take your business and where they are and where they want to take your business. And I can, I will, I will predict the answer to the following question that every clinician that you have hired, whereby it didn't work out something in the mismatch had to do with the fact that they did not view their position as importantly as you did. And that their sense of excellence was completely mismatched with what your idea of excellence is. And they thought they were doing a good job. And you knew that they were not doing a good job. And that mismatch was the core of the problem. Because they, they just did not prioritize excellence like you did. And there was just nothing in their core being that just drove them to be like, listen, I'll take any piece of shitty feedback you give me so long as it makes me better. Okay, what would you say? <laughs> Yeah, I would say, well, yes, for sure. Yeah, I think um, that that was that's the reason why they're not here, right? Like, there's, uh, I mean, Jerry, you hit the nail on the head, but uh, right, and it's simple, it's simple, right? Because at first I was like, you know, oh man, I won't hire a new grad. Oh man, I won't hire someone that's too far out, you know, because they think they know everything. Oh man, I won't hire someone that has no passion. But what I realized is. Where I butt heads at is that the idea of striving to be the best with a relentless pursuit is what is my is a mismatch. If if they don't have that type of mentality, then they're going to always be a mismatch, whether they're three years out, new grad, or ten years out, right? And I think that. You hit it in a nutshell. You, you you said it in a nutshell, and I, I'm glad you mentioned it. And thought and, and and it makes me feel a little bit more relieved that uh, Leah, you're not a nutcase. Because <laughs> Jared feels the same. Right. Well, 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 or, or, or 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 you may be a nutcase, but you need to hire other nutcases of when it comes to excellence. When it comes 100%. to excellence, like striving 100%. for hundred percent. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, ju- ju- judgment aside, there there's absolutely nothing wrong with with wanting to be the absolute most amazing person on the planet. <laughs> like, there's like, what is the downside to that? Like, you you want to be the most excellent physical therapist that's ever lived ever, and you will accept nothing less than that. I feel exactly the same way, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. The reason that that's so important is because you need to hire, you need people on your team that feel the same way about whatever they're doing. 
if this, this is a front desk person, if this is a personal trainer, if this is a massage therapist, a physical therapist, they must view the importance of excellence the way you view the importance of excellence. You will never, ever butt heads with this person. And so the reason we went through this exercise together is because people think that the trick to getting over growing pains with your team has to do with learning management skills and learning like, you know, how to write good job descriptions and how to, you know, put together good training programs and all that's important. Those are all the mechanics of, of being a good manager and, and growing your team and growing your team is really the core essence of growing your business. But if this one piece, if this core value is not sitting at the, literally the core of everything that you do, anything that you pile on top of it will come across to your team members as being inconsistent and dishonest. And I think if you take one thing away from this podcast as a business owner, it's that if you don't know why you do what you do, you need to figure it out by taking yourself through this process or have somebody else take you through the same process that I just took Leon through. And I wanted you to hear it so that you knew how fucking hard it is and how deep you actually have to go. And then once you get the answer, do not push it aside and judge it because you think that it's not, it's not right. It is what it is, what it is. And then your next task is to go find other people that also think that it is what it is, what it is. And then that's how you can grow a monstrous business together and be ridiculously successful. Thanks so much for listening to the Performance Doc Academy podcast. Make sure to head over to www.performancedocacademy.com where you can learn everything that you need to know about how to start, grow, and eventually sell your very own physical therapy practice. We are going to teach you step by step. It is all of the information and knowledge that we wish that we had when we started out in our own practices, and this is going to save you thousands and thousands of dollars in mistakes. Head over to www.performancedocacademy.com. We'll see you there.